Welcome everyone to another episode of Stadium Cast, where we take you inside the competitive world of Pokemon Go. My name is JR Honda, and with me today is AJ. What? Wait. You're not AJ. Where's AJ? What have you done with AJ? AJ's gone. I've hijacked this podcast. Hello. I have none other than 2O Butters. Here with me on the podcast today. How are you doing, Butters? I'm doing great. I'm doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, I do want to take just a small moment and say uh, farewell to our friend AJ. AJ was with us. It seemed like f- only for a short time, but he has now moved on. He is now a full-time Magikarp Jump player. He's given up Pokemon Go to chase the dreams of a shiny blue Magikarp or whatever that one was that he still needed in that game. We'll miss you, buddy. Uh, and we, we appreciate all that you did for the community. Poor AJ. Yeah. Relegated to Magikarp Jump. I hope AJ's doing well. He's Hopefully he catches this at an airport or something. And hopefully you did get that blue Magikarp, AJ. Yeah, uh, we keep in touch every now and then. He's he's doing good. Last I checked, and uh, him and his uh, his daughters and wife they're doing great. So um, yeah, all well wishes to AJ and his family. So, uh, but anyways, back to Stadium Cast today on the podcast. We are back. We are kicking off season two, episode one. We're going to talk about current events inside the game. We're going to talk about GBL season seven and what's going on inside GBL. We've got two new cups from Niantic and Pokemon Go, uh, the Remix Cup and the Retro Cup. We have Silphorina with their new April Cup, the Prismatic Cup, and they've also started accepting regionals invitations from hosts. So we'll talk about that and what you need to do to make sure your your community is signed up and can participate. We also have an exclusive interview with the Go Team Up Season 6 or Series 6 winners. The Grotesque Sausages took home the victory, and 2-0 Butters did an interview with those guys that will be airing later in the show. And then last but certainly not least, we will stop off in a familiar stop inside Speculation Station to talk about the new GBL Switch Timer. Hmm. Well, anyways, without further ado, let's get inside the stadium. All right. So for current events right now, we've got pretty decent amount of things going on. I know we've had a ton of events since the last time you guys listened to us. Um, and right now we're in the middle of GBL season six. 
we have uh, season seven, right? We're season seven. Yeah, season seven um, now. So and actually, the the leaderboards just uh, were announced today, I, I believe. So I think the leaderboards are currently up as well. Just a little current event tidbit. Awesome. So if you're listening to this um, this Friday, you'll probably uh, have been looking at the leaderboards. Let us know uh, where you're at on there. If you're trying to grind up to the top, I'm sure, uh, my, uh, my host here two O butters is probably going to make it onto the leaderboard. I'm uh, f- far, far behind in the measly ace ranks, um, right now. Uh, but right now they're running the master league, master league classic and the great league. And those are running from Monday, this past Monday, March 29th to Monday, April 5th. Only Pokemon that haven't been powered up with Candy XL are allowed in Master League Classic. Um, so what league are you playing right now, Butters? I know GBL was down for maintenance today. Uh, what is your league of choice with this uh, robust selection that they've provided for us? Well, luckily, I got up in the AM and played my sets early. I'm playing the Great League. And I have a long spiel of why I'm not sure if Great League is actually, quote-unquote, the best league that some people say it is, but I still very much enjoy it. And currently I'm running uh, an XL level 50 Alolan Grimer, shiny Alolan Grimer, uh, around 2,800 ELO-ish range. And it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Great League is wacky and sometimes it can be a bit repetitive, but I ran into only one Bastion out of 25 games today. So I call that a, a success. Yeah, that's definitely a win when you're not running into the uh, good old Basti double razor leaf line uh, in GBL. Alolan Grimer? you got to tell me about this pick. It, it, it's Where, good. You know, what IVs are you using? What's the move set? What coverage are you looking to cover with that? Tell us about this, this spice of the week. I'll give the scoop here. All right, so there's a couple reasons I'm running the Alolan Grimer instead of a Pokemon that would be very similar in the role like a Skuntank, or even a Shadow Skuntank, um, or uh, just the evolved version, the Alolan Muck, which is very similar. Each Skuntank and Muck are a bit bulkier than the Grimer. Grimer hits a little harder than both of them, and then Shadow Skuntank starts to hit about a little bit harder than the Grimer. But there's, I think, two matchups that I was searching for. I don't know about you guys, but there are. I'm running into a lot of teams... That, are, that have been made popular by different people. There's a couple teams that I run into a lot. Pelipper, G-Fisk, Bassiodon, Venusaur, G-Fisk, Bassiodon. And then you run into uh, another popular lines, Obama Snow, AWAC, Azumarill, Azumarill, uh, Double Ghost with a, a lone Marowak, and the Sableye most of the time with Return. So those are uh, a couple teams that are very popular. Also, there's that team where it's like uh, Tropius Double Dark. I think uh, Caleb Pang made that team. Tropius, and then I believe it's Sableye Umbreon um, in the back. So what beats all those leads? Pretty much Alolan Grimer does. Alolan Grimer, like all those popular teams, Alolan Grimer in the lead beats all of those popular teams I just mentioned. And the reason I picked Alolan Grimer over the other picks is because it is better against Pelipper. Uh, the Shadow Skuntank, which I like to run, can lose the one shield IV dependent against Pelipper, and Alolan Grimer just picks it up every single time. 
So it makes me feel safer in that lead position. Also, it's a little worse against Sableye switching, but that's okay because no one ever leads Sableye. And overall, it's it's really squishy. It needs shields, so it's it's more spice than top tier gameplay. But it was targeted for a reason, and I think it's not bad. It's it's level 50 right now. It can get to level 51 with the best buddy because its IVs are 10, 13, 13, and that that little thing is beautiful. Now, is that IV spread, is that a rank one, or what is the ideal IV spread? I think rank one is actually something like 8, 15, 15, or 7, 15, 15. So it's not rank one, but it could be rank one hatch. I mean, I need to look up, look that up, because uh, I don't know what the rank one is for hatch. And uh, getting a shiny at a rank one IVs is super hard. So if it's a rank one hatch, I'm going to be pretty stoked. Well, we can check that right now. I'll pull up the Stadium Gaming <laughs> Rank Checker and just take a look at our boy Alolan Grimer, Grimer Alola. We're going to look at the uh, Hatch Raid For Research level Encounter. Level 51 yeah, and see what the Rank 1. Rank 1 is 10, 15, 12. You know what? Whatever, Rank 1. All right. I'm, I'm high up there. <laughs> 10, 13, 13. That's pretty good. 10, 13, 13. Let's see where that lands uh in the ranks i mean top five that is a rank 15 oh my god but that's is that total or for hatched that's for hatched oh man rigged okay it's still pretty good all right top 15 let's see for let's see for wild catched for wild it's still only rank 35 yeah not bad not bad and it's shiny so yeah, so the shiny you automatically get more damage and just you're flexing on your opponents at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so rank one, uh, if you're interested in this uh, butter's spice of the week, uh, rank one is eight fifteen fifteen, which is also uh, a rank one level forty Azumarill. Mm. Uh, I know because I caught a rank one uh, level forty Azumarill right after XL Candy was announced. <laughs> <laughs> So that's always uh, perfect timing uh, when it comes to <laughs> that type of stuff. Uh, but anyways, I- I'll definitely have to look into that. Uh, speaking of other current events that are just, you know, out of this world exciting, we have the spring into spring event. That's usually a yearly event. Um, and believe it or not, guess what they're doing with Pikachu? It's getting another flower crown. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> flower crown pikachu i know everyone is super duper hyped about flower crown pikachu um you'll also find execute meryl plusle minin baneri bunnelby and more in the wild and if you're lucky you might encounter a shiny bunnelby so i know what i'm thinking uh is the key uh, wild spawns that I'll be looking for probably Merrill XL candy uh, for Azu level 50 in Great League and also Bunnelby. Bunnelby is a, a big pick uh, both in level 40 form and level 50 form uh, for Diggersby. Uh, does that sound yeah. right to you? What are you what are you targeting for this event? Absolutely. And there's going to be uh, a big reveal if this Pikachu with a flower crown can evolve or not. I know in the past, some Pikachus can evolve, some cannot. If this Pikachu can evolve, you actually might want to try to get a hundo of this if you can. Because 100% Kanto Raichu 
best buddied ends up at 2496 CP and it's quite good in Ultra League Premier. I, I run it with Skull Bash and Wild Charge myself. It's it's really good against the Town Flame. There's so much Empoleon in the back these days as well uh, in Premier. So look out for that. But as far as the other Wild Spawns, it's going to be the Meryl for the Azumarill uh, XL. And everyone who made an XL Buttlebee, guess what? You're going to have to make another one because they're shiny Buttlebee. And <laughs> I'm so glad I never made uh, an XL, sorry, Diggersby. I never made an XL Diggersby because I would love to make a shiny XL Diggersby. So I'm definitely going to try to get as many XL candies as I want or as I can and try to snag a shiny if I'm very lucky. Yeah, I really like the shiny Bunnelby. That silver uh, shiny is really cool. Another shiny that's silver that I saw some people talking about uh, was shiny Slugma. That's also that silver tint. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, In addition to that... Chansey wearing flower crowns will be appearing in the wild and Happiny wearing flower crowns will be hatching from eggs. If you evolve a Chansey wearing a flower crown into Blissey, that Blissey will be wearing a flower crown too. So we know that they're allowing the flower crown evolution on Blissey. We're not sure on the Pikachu. So we'll need to check on that and see. Uh, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be a no just because they, they haven't done it in the past, but we'll see. You definitely still want to target that Pikachu XL candy if you don't have enough to power up a level 50 or level 51 uh, Raichu for Ultra League. Absolutely. Also, a quick, quick side note. Yeah. If you can get 100 Chansey as well, you can XL that bad boy. I was lurking on Twitch last night, and I believe Agent Avocado was running it in a duo stream at level 51, and... It has Hyper Beam, it has Psychic, and it is so, so bulky. Uh, I watched them get two Hyper Beams off and almost get to a third. So uh, that thing is, it's it's very slow, but if you use it right, it could be legit. I um, may or may not be walking a 100% happening right now. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely be targeting the Blissey XL Candy uh, for that and we'll talk about why happening in eggs is even more important a little bit later when we talk about what else is involved in this event including all of these things we've talked about shadow execute will be appearing more often in team go rocket battles two butters has a little bit of experience using shadow executor uh in ultra league is that right i haven't used it yet in ultra league i've i've gone into the deep dive of the sims and it's good it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's something that you're going to want in case there's a meta shift. Currently, I would have to say it's not great just because there's a ton of Talonflame. There's a ton of Umbreon in the cores. And even if you match it up versus a water type, there's a lot of like Empoleon as the water type. So obviously the steel type of Empoleon resisting the confusion of Executor. But there always could be meta shifts. Maybe they'll even have a cup for ultra league in the future so it's it is a legitimate pokemon that if you get a good shadow iv spread you want to hold on to and team it because it is it does have um a lot of use yeah and i've also seen some people try and power up 100 percent execute to use in great league oh yeah oh that's actually a great point it, it can uh an xl execute 
can be used in Great League as well. A shat if you got a, a Shadow Hundred, that would be insane. And also, I don't know if you guys play Sylph, but I remember uh, one cup that Toshi was using the Shadow Executor against Tox. He was trying to just basically safe swap something that loses the Toxicroak. And then he sacked that Pokemon and ju just brought in the Shadow Executor. And it literally killed it in like two confusions. Uh, so that was fun to watch. So you could definitely run it in Sylph as well, depending on the cup. So definitely if you're chasing those shadows, if you like the shadows, especially like I do, definitely check out the Shadow Executes that'll be appearing more often in Team Go Rocket Battles. Uh, the following Pokemon will be hatching more often from 2KM eggs. Execute, Eevee wearing a flower crown, Pichu wearing a flower crown, Togepi, Azurul, Baneri, Happiny wearing a flower crown, Munchlax, Rufflet, and Bunnelby. So again, you've got chances, and, and just so if you don't know, you are more likely to get bulk amounts of XL candy from hatching eggs than you are from wild catches, uh, just based on that how the egg cell system works right now. Azumarill candy, XL candy, Eevee XL candy, if you haven't made an Ultra League Umbreon, that thing is an absolute tank at level 51, maxing out with best buddy boost at 2445, I believe, something around there. It's it's really close to G-Fisk uh, in CP when you max it out. Yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. It is 2445. And uh, I've made one of those, but I know a lot of people who still have not. Um, so definitely be out on, a, on the lookout for our 100% EV um, and make sure you follow the instructions on how to evolve that Eevee into Umbreon. Um, and then, you know, that's definitely a staple that you could use in, in Ultra League, both in Premier Cup and Open Ultra. Uh, Umbreon's really good. The Happiny, again, talking about the Chansey XL Candy. Munchlax, if you're wanting Snorlax XL Candy. I haven't really looked into Snorlax XL and its impact on Master League or anything like that, but also Munchlax just for trades. Uh, Munchlax is a really good Pokemon in Great League. Uh, I know Arrow uh, likes to use Munchlax a lot in Great League. Um, and then also Bunnelby, again, for the XL uh, Diggersby. So keep a lookout on that. And there's even more regarding those eggs when we talk about the bonuses here in just a second. Mega Lopunny will make its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids, and other spring-themed Pokemon will be appearing in Raids as well. There will also be Mega Lopunny inspired avatar items available in the shop. So, you know, go spend all those precious Poke coins on some Mega Lopunny shirts if you want. Mega Lopunny, you know, we can't use Megas in competitive right now. You know, you can use them in your regular trainer battles amongst friends or specialty tournaments and things like that. But Lopunny still kind of is lackluster when it comes to moveset and stats. What are your thoughts on Lopunny? Yeah, I that's what I've heard. I, I, no, actually, I've heard that it's lackluster moveset. I actually think its stats is quite good, but its movesets are is just uh, doesn't have much play. So if it ever did get a moveset change, it could be a solid Pokemon. Normal type uh, is just a really good type um, in Pokemon and I, Pokemon Go specifically. So uh, low punny. I don't, I don't know about the Mega Lopunny. I actually don't even know like what CP it gets to. I don't raid Megas that much because I usually, when I raid, I try to raid like Tier 3s, get those Charge TMs, also like get some XL Candies for like Pelipers or Polyrass or the things that I'm looking for. But 
when I'm doing these tier threes, like I always invite like people on the top of my friends list there online, and all these people that invite, they always got like a mega Ampharos or like a mega uh, Venusaur and all this stuff that makes me jealous. So I'm pretty sure if you're rocking a mega low low punny in the raids, people are gonna be jealous. So that's that's an incentive right there. Uh, one thing that I did not realize, um, I know a lot of Megas gain a typing, and Mega Low Punny does as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And this is unique. This is the first time I think we see a Pokemon with this typing. Mega Low Punny becomes normal and fighting. Oh, that is really good so, combination. Yeah. And so the the thing with that is going to be... Uh, it's going to resist ghost and it'll also turn, I believe fighting, it will turn it to either neutral damage or, um, I'm not sure. Does fighting resist fighting? I think it does. No, it's actually um, neutral with fighting, but I believe fighting okay. resists things like, like rock and bug and, uh, possibly even steel, I think. So it, it now it will actually gain some resistance resistances which is nice because uh basically normal type only resists ghost type so that's big but like just adding another stab um like another stab typing to a normal type i think is very strong we, we see a lot of like dual types with normals being pretty strong so um i don't know maybe if megas are allowed in competitive formats one day this could be uh something that's used yeah definitely and it, it looks pretty cool too um it's, it's a really cool mega uh so be on the lookout for that um and then also there will be a spring themed collection challenge uh that you can do to collect a lucky egg uh mega low punny energy and xp so be on the lookout for that in your today view but the bonuses this is what i think is going to be pretty relevant and make you want to get out and go on a few spring strolls um, if you can in your area. Um, so double hatch candy, lucky eggs will last for one hour and half egg hatch distance when you place an egg in an incubator during the event. So back to what we were talking about earlier with the eggs, you can get um, Chansey uh, hatching from the eggs. You can get Happiny hatching from the eggs, Azurul, uh, let's see, Bunnelby, Munchlax, all of those Pokemon that are hatching from eggs, and even 7K. So don't don't forget about getting 7K eggs that still have Galarian Stunfisk. They still have Galarian Ponyta, all of which uh, can see use in Ultra League when powered up with XL candy. Uh, so keep in mind of all of those things and really try and maximize uh, your usage of these event bonuses uh, if you would like to. There's one other big thing that like would help a lot. I'm hoping that since they said Shadow uh, Execute will be appearing more often in Team Go Rocket Battles, that there will be a slight increase of Team Go Rocket Battles. Because if that's true, then you can get more radars and you can get more 12k eggs. And then if you get uh, half the distance on those and double candy, like if you're getting like double XL Volibee candy. Uh, double XL Scrafty candy. A lot of those candies that are really hard to get um, in the current state of the game, like uh, during this event, if if you can double those, that would be huge for XLs in uh, Ultra League down the line. 
Yeah, XL Mandibuzz is definitely a a dream Pokemon of mine <laughs> okay, to use. Okay. Um, so I uh, I like Mandibuzz a lot. Uh, played with it in the main series games. So I would love to be able to do that. Um, and also, I I think uh, someone was talking about this, but uh, XL Crocorock makes a pretty big bite in um, Master League mm. when powered up to level 50 uh, because it has that unique ground and dark typing. Right. Um, so that's pretty, pretty interesting as well. Yes. So that is the event that we have coming up. But also, we talked about earlier, there are two new cups that are coming just around the corner for GBL Season 7. So on Monday, April 12th, not only will we have some new cups around the corner, but we will also see some new attack adjustments and a new attack. So there's only two changes for the midseason update this time. I know we've seen a lot of uh, negative, um, sort of not as happy feedback uh, because it's it's really small in terms of an update compared to what we've had in the past. So I'm um, not sure what your thoughts are on this, but I'll just read through this and then we can dive in and talk about it a little more. The following attack will be added to Pokemon Go, Leaf Storm. This powerful grass-type charge attack will decrease your Pokemon attack stat after use. Pokemon such as Sunflora, Celebi, Ludicolo, Roserade, and Levani will be able to learn Leaf Storm. The following attack will be available to Pokemon that couldn't learn it before. Recently, we had Machamp that learned Payback uh, as a Community Day move. Now, Payback will be available to Persian, Alolan Persian, Cacnea, Cacturn, Absol, Bronzor, Bronzong, and Lyperd. Those will be able to learn the Dark-type charge attack Payback. So, Butters, what are your thoughts? Let's start with... Leaf Storm. We don't know the stats yet, so, but this is a unique kind of attack in that it's the only one that we currently have in the game that only debuffs the user's attack. Right. After reading this the first time, that's the thing that got me the most excited, like that they're actually adding new mechanics. Um, like you said, there might have been some disappointment for there's not that uh, many changes in terms of moves and balance updates. Um, and also as we go into the Pokemon that can learn Leaf Storm, maybe these aren't the most relevant Pokemon in either Go Battle Leagues or or the Silph Arena, which is a fair point. Um, it's, it's definitely a fair point, but the thing that I'm excited about is if they're adding new mechanics, and I know we're going to get to this later, um, about the switch timer test of like cutting it in half, the more you can do to make this, uh, less of a matchup dependent rock paper scissor game and more of a strategy synergy type of game the better the game is going to be in my opinion so moves like these have synergy where you have to plan your strategy around when you're going to throw your attack when you're going to swap all these little wrinkles that are added to it instead of just like when you get your energy throw your energy that's efficient and for me that's really important so the more they'll add of this, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to this in another section of like what I hope maybe they'll add in the future. Um, but I, I'm happy that they're adding new mechanics, and I hope that in the lack of moves and balance updates, maybe they're working on something 
bigger in terms of gameplay mechanics, uh, different buff debuffs, maybe something that will buff your whole team, debuff an entire team, something crazy. So I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that this is where they're at, where they're adding different types of mechanics. And I really hope that they keep pushing the envelope further and further. Um, but as, as far as Leaf Storm specifically, I think the best Pokemon in this um, section that learns it, uh, Sunflora learns it, Celebi, which actually can be an underrated uh, Sulfurina Cup Pokemon, Ludicolo, Roserade, and Leovani. Basically, the two Pokemon that have any use uh, in competitive format is Ludicolo and Roserade. And uh, we know Roserade got that fire uh, weather ball earlier, um, and that... Plus, I think uh, Honda was mentioning, plus the Bullet Seed. That's going to be really, really spammy. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be depending on the strength of this move, it's going to be a real poker game. Because when you have a Pokemon that's very spammy and has a very low energy attack, like a Weather Ball, and then if it has this Leaf Storm, which could be a, a very high uh, energy attack because it's probably going to hit hard. Because it's going to need to hit hard to be able to lower your attack or else why are you going to use it? So that poker game of like baiting and then throwing the Leaf Storm is going to be really good for Roserade. I know Roserade has some play in Ultra League uh, Premier. And then Ludicolo, you can XL it for Ultra League Premier. Uh, might see some play if Leaf Storm is good enough. Before it was um, dependent on Energy Ball, which uh, is an okay move, but not great. Uh, and then... Uh, in Great League, it could have some play. It has pretty good time typing. Water and Grass is just pretty good typing uh, for a Pokemon. So it could definitely see play. And Celebi could get a little niche play in the Sylph Arena format. So overall, I think I would give this, uh, this new move like a 7 out of 10 rating because I'm happy that it's a new mechanic, but then it, I don't think it changes much. So uh, it's not going to change uh the game uh that much in my opinion yeah so new is always good in my opinion i think new and different uh unique things being added to the game are always good um, again i think it's going to be dependent on what these stats are how it affects different pokemon you know ludicolo i know generally when we see it in great league it's either in niche play or it's being used as just another razor leafer um, so it's, it's all going to depend on the stats, but I think the biggest, uh, benefiter of this move could possibly be Roserade in ultra league. Um, seeing a lot of people powering those up, especially with weather ball now. And then, uh, you know, grass is, is really underutilized in ultra league. You see a lot of Venusaur and Roserade's a, a pretty decent counter to Venusaur. So, uh, giving it a powerful grass attack, um, that, you know, Probably would need to be better than Grass Knot because it already has Grass Knot. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what the stats are uh, come next week. And uh, we'll revisit this on next week's episode. But looking at Payback. So Payback generally was not a consensus upgrade for Machamp. Um, and so I don't think it got a lot of uh, praise when it came around to Machamp learning Payback for Community Day. Uh, but now we have Persian, Alolan Persian, Cacnea, Cacturn, Absol, Bronzor, and Bronzong, along with Lipard, now able to learn this Dark-type charge attack. 
I know I was uh, reading through some of our meta teams chat uh, over in stadium server, and they were talking about the really big winner from this potentially would be Bronzong having that dark type charge attack to hit back against um, ghosts um, and also uh, opposing Bronzongs. And then, you know, I know you and I were talking about it a little earlier. If Little Cup ever comes back yeah. and Bronzor, uh, the uh, the king metal disc of, of Little Cup uh, gets uh, payback, that could, uh, it could be good because then you won't have to wait so long for the mirror match. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. That was the only thing I was thinking of. Like, I don't even care that Bronzong's uh, stronger or Bronzor is stronger in Little Cup, but at least you don't have to sit like the three minutes in that mirror. So that would be fantastic. Yeah, in Bronzong, um, like you said, uh, ghost types. And then I think the biggest thing is just fighting back versus psychics because usually Bronzong is running the Confusion and Psyshock. And then as a third move, usually like Bulldoze or something like that. And Bulldoze is just not a very good move. And especially not having Stab on it. Uh, something like Payback is just a better statted move. So first of all, you can hit back against the like opposing Psychics that are resisting your Confusion damage. Um, but then also, if you want to hit for like some neutral damage, um, like against like a Steel type or something like that, uh, I know it's not going to be super effective like bulldoze would be but i think pay that uh, payback is just a pretty good statted move that is just going to be solid and especially i think uh bronzong is one of the more underrated xl pokemon in ultra league premiere and giving it another viable move uh could actually place it into the meta yeah absolutely um so we have those new moves and i know people were not generally excited about it uh, but who knows what we could see. I know over the past couple seasons, they've kind of followed this this sort of timeline of we introduce the new season, we talk about what's coming up the first half of the season, and then they give a midseason update that usually includes some move updates. So, uh, But who knows? This one seemed a little light compared to the past, so maybe we see some new things introduced before Season 8 uh, is revealed. So we'll definitely keep you up to date with that. Um but up next, let's talk about what's going on inside the Silph Arena. So Silph Arena just announced their new April meta, which is the Prismatic Cup. So tell us a little bit about the Prismatic Cup, because this is really unique in how you're going about building out teams. What, what do you see when you look at the Prismatic Cup? Yeah, so basically just a general summary of it is you have... Uh, you basically have a bunch of different color uh, schemes that you could choose from that your Pokemon have to match. And they make it easy. They list all the Pokemon available in that. Um, and I'm sure PvP, uh, PV Poke does the same. So basically there's blue color scheme. There's red. There's the yellow white. There's the green black. There's the brown pink. And there's the purple gray. And the one thing I really like about this cup is there's not a ton of like really hard meta Pokemon in this. Uh, so a lot of obscure picks, a lot of um, not necessarily weaker, but just under value, underappreciated picks uh, are going to be popping up because there's not just things like Azumarill and G Fisk and stuff dominating the meta. So this is actually quite exciting. Um, I was kind of looking at the colors earlier. 
I was thinking uh, green and black looked kind of solid, um, but I definitely love these type of formats because any type of format that promotes variety um, makes the game more challenging and more interesting uh, in a competitive format. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of these types. Um, so th this is going to be a, a fun cup. Yeah, I'm, I've been really a big fan of how Sylph can sort of put a new spin on how to go about team building and how to build certain metas. So this, this color scheme is definitely really cool. I know we've seen certain cups that have had color themes in the past, like Rose Cup, uh, where you only had certain colors, but breaking this up into different uh, sort of color spectrums, if you will, prismatic cup, um, is is really cool. And another thing that's really cool that I noticed was our meta team at Stadium, they generally do a team building guide and do uh, some analysis type articles on different Sylph metas. And they were able to put together a fantastic team building guide uh, that came out when the cup was announced, um, thanks to our relationship with the Sylph Arena. Um, and they have prepared a fantastic team building guide infographic that we will link in the show notes. You can also find it on our Twitter um, at go stadium PVP. Um, and they have sort of broken this up into, let's see, six different sort of slots, if you will, anti-electric, anti-hypno, anti-talonflame, anti-fighting, anti-grass, and then a fighter slash flex. And then they've broken it up into the color sections and not only shown you really the best Pokemon uh, that they would recommend using in those categories, but also thanks to YTX Pikachu, the early tournaments that people have done for practice cups uh, and early practice tournaments, they've highlighted the most used Pokemon for each category. So for blue, the most used Pokemon right now is Lantern. Um, and then they also highlight Pokemon that have particularly high usage in those categories. So, for instance, in red category, Talonflame is the most used, but you also see a lot of Crustle and Blaziken. And that Crustle is probably mainly because it is a counter to Talonflame. Um, so it's a really, really cool um sort of look at the meta and how to build your team for prismatic cup. So I highly recommend you check that out. Uh, the analysis by our, our meta team has been fantastic. Tangent, Rugpu, Nisa Beethan, Inhoff, the queen herself, Twastel and polymers up. And the graphic was done by our new graphic designer, Mike, if uh, just a fantastic job. And always we have to thank PV poke. Uh, he, you know, participates as a part of our meta team, but also is really the driver behind a lot of the simulations and analysis that we do. So uh, thank you to him uh, and our entire meta team for their work uh, breaking down different GBL and Silph Arena metas. So in addition to the Prismatic Cup, Silph Arena announced that regional host applications are open. So if you are a leader in your community and you are wanting to host a regionals tournament for the Sylph Arena uh, championships for this season, uh, please go to sylph.gg and make sure that you have signed up. You've put in your application. I know they are still searching for hosts uh, in different states, uh, mine included. Uh, we've already worked with um, the locals here that are going to be putting on the regional tournament here in Alabama. Um, so please, if you've not looked into that, please do. Um, we definitely want to make sure that Silph Arena 
um, has enough hosts so that players and trainers have different options of where they can go and do their regional tournament, uh, especially one that's going to be close to home. Uh, even though that these are going to be remote tournaments, uh, definitely playing uh, other trainers that are from their local area is going to be uh, pretty important. So next up, we have an exclusive interview from our new host of Stadium Cast, 2-0 Butters, with the Go Team Up 6 winners, Grotesque Sausages. Tell us a little bit about this interview before we listen to it. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I just, you know, I just interviewed the winners of the Go Team Up number six. Uh, I have Ligma, Leandro, Ripper Lee, and Dancing Rob. Uh, they're the Grotesque Sausages. They're actually, I think, they're number two in ELO going into worlds behind the EU emperors and a little bit, a little bit of drama. Check out, check out the, some hot takes uh, from the grotesque sausages. When I interviewed them, if, uh, uh, if the EU emperors are the team to beat or not. And uh, mm. also I just, I just go in and ask them how their process is, um, how they enjoy the experience of these team ups. Cause I personally feel like these team uh, these team ups and these team uh, style uh, competitive play is kind of the future of competitive play as Pokemon Go com- uh, competitive Pokemon Go is currently formatted. So I actually really really enjoy these things. So I was asking them uh, about it about it and also like what their thoughts are on the future of like esports and if they think that you know team ups are kind of good for the future or individual play. So yeah, go, go, go check that out. Really good, um, guys, uh, nice guys. So yeah, it was a good interview. All right. So without further ado, let's throw it to two O butters and the grotesque sausages for their interview as winners of go team up six. Welcome everybody. Today we have the go team up number six champions grotesque sausages. We have Ripper Lee. Yeah. Hey there. We have dancing Rob. Hello. Leandro. Hey. And I have Ligma. Awesome. And yeah, you you all uh, we're so uh, you, we're lucky to have you all here on camera and appreciate you all coming out to this interview. I just want to start first of all. I have questions about more of a deep dive process stuff, but I'm just curious. Um, what what was your all experience with the Go Team Up? Um, now that we're kind of at the end and going into the world's format. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to start. Um, I've been basically playing almost every single team up so far because I feel like it's the most fun um, format in like the whole, I don't know, PvP, Pokemon Go area. I don't know. I just love it so much. Like, I always love to play drafts and yeah, it's just so cool that you can kind of help each other out and yeah, so I've been playing for, I don't know, I think my first team was the third one. So yeah, but so four teamers for me and pretty experienced and yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of the team of format. I've been playing like um, a lot of team formats in general, mainly with Dancing Rob, like in Tim Dragons or in just some random uh, duo team uh, formats because uh, it's just not you on your own building a team and playing is uh, as a whole group or um, as two people just talking through 
everything, building everything, etc. And I mean, I I believe I only missed one team up so far and played all the other ones because it's just an insane format and it's always very fun. Fantastic. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> You're not much to agree, but I'm more consistently were playing stuff like on my own, but when Leandro told me about the team up, I was like, "Yeah, why not try it?" And I didn't, I didn't miss some of them, and like changed my team. But I like that team now with all my friends here, and really enjoying it. That's great to hear. I I personally have played a couple of these go team ups, and I absolutely think it's the best format. Um, in PvP right now just because of the variety that you'll see from team to team. I know uh, Sylph does a great job with their metas, but sometimes you know, you, you'll you face a very common four Pokemon that um, are staples <laughs> in the meta. But in this format, when you draft teams, uh, a lot of more unique teams, obviously the top Pokemon get used a lot, um, but I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you guys enjoyed it as well. And as far as the drafting process, like, uh, I know uh, there's a team captain on every team. And was how was the drafting process for you guys? Were you guys just trying to pick Pokemon that you're more comfortable with? Were you trying to uh, stack a team for double downs? Uh, what, what was your strategy in going into the drafting process? Well, so I'd say for starters, um, we always kind of picked our cores, like the biggest guns that we had, like, uh, let's say Cresselia, Ataria, Azu, something like that. And then we kind of distributed it. And yeah, from there on, it was pretty much all straightforward, just kind of um, covering the holes that were like still there. And yeah, I don't know, for example, Medicham and Vestudon are a great core. So yeah, that was, that was always good for starters. And yeah, from there on, we went further. So yeah, um, I think Ligma wanted something to say about it too. Yeah, so uh, usually it's not like everyone picks his own team and then we just uh, look if everything fits. We just like, we go together in a voice call and we do this over two or three days and we really take hours to build the teams just to have the perfect team and the perfect coverage for the team. And yeah, it's, like this is, always so fun to do this together and that's why i love team up so much it's just it's not single player it's the team effort that goes into it is there any yeah. hot is there any pokemon that's like uh highly contested is there any pokemon that's kind of fought over that everyone wants but only one can have well i mean okay Leandro, go ahead i, I actually don't um uh not really as much as you think because uh, some people just like their specific mons and um so they can get that one so one other can get a, a different one and like these um super high meta mods everyone can play them and besides chief is maybe uh, most of them um like to play them so it's not like the people are missing out that they don't have it uh, because they have a different one that they are very, very comfortable with uh, but it's more like that one can upgrade uh, his team with that uh, specific one. Yeah, I would also like to add that, um, of course, we do all have our sort of favorites. Like, for example, I love Stunfisk and Cresselia, and I've got a bunch of experience with it. And Leandro is the Tropius guy. Like, he really loves <laughs> Tropius. <laughs> I'm not sure about Rob. Actually, what's your favorite I'm this Pokemon? numeral guy. 
and I'm so uh, sad it's banned. Oh, uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob, I'm with you. I'm I'm always the Azu guy. I I love Azu. It's so adorable. Uh, Lowly Nine Tails too. Better than always for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh. I'll just explain for everyone listening. So uh, if you don't know the rules, there is one double down each round. Uh, so basically, if you each game you win, you get double points. So it's very important to try to win these double downs. Or if you are uh, against a double down, just try to steal as many games as possible in that series. So uh, from, from what I understand, you guys are saying you kind of balance your teams. So it's not like there's one team like one team that is really, really strong that you're just trying to get double downs with all the time. You kind of just keep it balanced and just, um, do you just look for the best matchup in that case then? Yeah. yeah. Also because, um, you can't, uh, stack double downs back to back to back to back because, right. um, if in the later rounds, if you, have, uh, the players double down, he can't be double down in the next round. So, um, we just like to balance uh, every uh, all four teams uh, pretty even so everyone can do a double down if needed right and it's not like one player has to do a double down all the time absolutely makes sense and you guys ended up with the number two elo uh through the whole thing which is just fantastic so obviously that strategy works and uh you guys were the champions uh, for the go team up number six, congratulations again. But there is one team slightly above you that is the EU Emperors. Uh, how, how did it feel to dethrone them? And uh, yeah, are are they the team? Are they the team to beat going into the worlds? Or do you guys think that you guys are the current champs now? You guys are the team to beat going into the world uh, the world championship. I think they just dodged us, so... <laughs> oh! Okay! <laughs> okay! I mean, they uh, had a no. time. Yeah, we, we lost last time, unfortunately, like in the team-up before. And mm -hmm. we were in the semi-finals facing them, and we had such fantastic matchups, man. I'm still, like, kind of salty about that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we are looking for revenge now. In okay. The worlds, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to explain uh, Worlds real quick uh, to everyone listening, I'll just go over uh, the format. So basically, there's been six editions of the uh, Go Team Up tournaments. 16 of the best teams in the world will battle out on this stage to determine, to determine the, ch the champion. And uh, there are some new bands and there are some restricted. So the complete bands are the Azu, G-Fisk, makes sense. Those are... Two of the strongest Pokemon. And then the restricted is the Metacham, Altaria, Deoxys Defense, Cresselia, Umbreon, Mandibuzz, Bastiodon, Swampert, Galvantula. So basically, uh, this restricted means you can only have... Uh, each each team of four players may have up to one restricted Pokemon of each team of six. A team of four players may not have more than four restricted Pokemon among the 24 unique Pokemon. So uh, 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 a, bit, a bit wordy here. Sometimes a little bit uh, hard to follow. How how are you guys in your process of team building for this Go Team Up World Championship? Well, um, I'd like to say something first. Um, well, I can I don't want to like give away everything before, but of course, um, you kind of start with the restricted picks, like what you want to build your team around, because apparently they are the restricted picks for a reason. And yeah, so we, we kind of like made up priority lists uh, because it was yeah. kind of hard to figure it out. 
is a privilege. We just asked uh, uh, asked um, every t- uh, all of our team members uh, what po- uh, restricted Pokemon do you like the most, and then went on from there. To, uh, so that we looked to build a team around this one for this guy, and around that one for uh, this player. So everyone has like is more favorable um, restricted pick. Um, and yeah, that's like how we uh, went on for the team building process. Also yeah, a little think, tricky because oh. some of the restricted picks uh, share similar weaknesses and strength. So if you take like Atari and Mandibus, for example, they have like similar counters. And so you want to stack them together with the same counters to those counters. So it's like hard to build some teams sometimes because both teams would like the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who, who is the person who loved Tropius again? Me. Yeah. Wow. The, I, I was so surprised. The, I was so surprised that it wasn't a restricted pick, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, the disrespect because... on Tropius's name right there. Well, at least ma- maybe you all will it's get to feel so the Tropius insane. love. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make the list too long. Yeah. And, oh, well, at least, I don't know. I don't know your team, but maybe you all might be running some Tropius, so you all get to see the Tropius love. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, one more thing is kind of interesting. So there's going to be a group stage... Uh, and then a knockout stage. So uh, I believe this is still in process. So you don't know who is going to be in your group stage. Obviously, you guys ended this as the number two ELO. EU Emperors are the number one ELO. Um, do you guys have any underrated um, teams that you think are pretty good teams that uh, will be in this top 16? Uh to look out for besides obviously you two are the um the eu emperors and grotesque sausages are number one and two on the board oh my my guess is the medicine mill tanks like i've been facing them twice already and it's always been such damn good battles and so freaking close and yeah i'm really like having a high opinion on them so yeah i'm expecting a lot of them so we've already faced a lot of the teams in previous Go Stadium team-ups and um, we know they are all like good battlers obviously, but there's some teams we didn't face and I'm excited to see what they can bring to the table. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> Madison Miltakes. Okay, wa- watch out for them. Uh, that's an awesome name. <laughs> how, how did you guys pick your name, by the way? The Grotesque Sausages. <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like the um, oldest member of them. So, like, I've been playing the most teamers with them. And, yeah, I came up with that name because it's kind of like uh, we kind of wanted to do something like German. And, yeah, the sausages thing is okay. kind of funny and kind of characteristic, uh, characteristic for Germans. And, yeah, so it used to be, or it kind of should have been, like, something like grotesque German sausages. But that was kind of too long, so... We just felt like grotesque sausages was, yeah, it's kind of irritating name and kind of funny, but also like, uh, you know, the double meaning, it's it's kind of like up for uh, bantering. Right, right. <laughs> also, uh, something to add, like for this team, um, Dancing Rob and uh, I, we both only joined for Go Team Up 6 first to this team because um, two players couldn't play or uh, had um, other stuff to do, so... Um, we um, got in their spot, and so yeah, we haven't been on the sausages team before, but uh, now as I said, um, all here is like it's, it's such a fun experience uh, as this team together. 
Okay, so you guys brought in some ringers, and then you guys took the crown. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm super excited for this Go Team Up Worlds, and uh, I'm so glad that you guys enjoy this process. You're obviously very good at this process as well, uh, to be the number two ELO. I just want to quickly transition. Um, I, I, I shout cast for Pokemon Go PvP, and I'm very much invested in the future of it. And um, I know we're kind of doing the grassroots stuff ourselves, like Go Stadium's doing stuff, Sylph is doing stuff. We hope Niantic one day will invest in it as well. I'm just curious, what do you guys think the future of esports will be? Uh, do you guys think it will be a better viewing experience in these team formats, uh, kind of stage, maybe knockout formats where you have more teams more variety of Pokemon, um, a little more uh, a team to root for, a little more strategies, um, synergies within the teams, or um, do you guys prefer the individual play, the the Sylph style format, which is fantastic? Um, you know the the condensed meta, a lot maybe some more similar teams, but the person who masters it might. Uh, rise to the top. I'm just curious what you guys think of uh, the future of Pokemon Go esports. Mm, well, I think that uh, the team direction is like the way to go, basically. Um, especially with the Corona uh, situation now, we are kind of all in isolation, and I feel like those Silver Cups, GBL battles, and all that stuff is kind of getting like dull because. I don't know. I just miss the feelings of the live cups and like the community feeling of being together and that team competition. Like it gives me back those feelings. And I got the Discord talk with my guys uh, to like talk over things. Like I don't know. We analyze matchups and double down potentials and yeah, where we expect the opponents double down. And yeah, so for me, it's clearly like the team thing is a lot more fun because there's like so many stories revolving around it. Like. One guy carries it or like one guy chokes it and then the other guy's like turning it back around and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I also think, think like, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, um, so I think both have potential like solo player and team player, but the whole team format just gives it a whole other layer of strategy and it, like, it feels extra competitive, I feel like. Absolutely. And uh, Leandro, you, uh, who was trying to, um, yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. I, I, I think, um, uh, on esports, like, um, if it's just for uh, one player, it's like, it gets really stale, uh, over time because it will always be pretty much the same. If you have like, uh, you have only one meta, six Pokemon and everyone will have pretty much the same six. It will just get, you have to do the same all the time. And as a team in a team format, more variety, um, more strategies, and uh, you have to account for way more things. Also, I think, um, like in uh, a, a two-person uh, two pairing teams or four-person pairing teams will be pretty much the best for like um, if it will be an esport or for esport uh, tournament formats than just for um, a single-player format, in my opinion, at least. Absolutely, yeah, because uh, it, it seems from what you guys are saying, and, and I agree, there, there's more layers to these team formats. Uh, you guys mentioned them before, and the more layers there is in something, the harder it is to rise to the top, the harder it is to be good at it. it you know, um, 
harder it is to be consistent. So I, I personally think that, and I know, uh, I know dancing Rob, I was, I was casting just the other day, the Sylph showdown and you were, you were killing it by the way. Uh, <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, yeah. We got the Titan assassin here. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me just ask real quick before I ask, uh, this question, but, uh, what, what moveset were you running on your Mew? <laughs> I was asked that like 10 times the last 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I also get, some of my battles also get shoutcasted by my PvP Academia this weekend. Okay. So you'll hear me uh, like evaluating my teams and my movesets there too. But my new has Surf and Wild Charge and I don't regret anything. Okay. And I assume Shadow Claw for the fast move. Shadow yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I was expecting something a little, uh, a little crazier, but no. Uh, so you, you just obviously had a great performance in the Sulfurina Showdown. You are on this Careful team. 7-0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven uh, zero, uh, winning the whole thing. So congratulations to you there, and you get the title here for um, the grotesque sausages as well. So you're you're on a real high right now. Um, I, I'm curious, I'm curious how you feel about, um, like, which one do you feel is, uh, I, I'm not gonna, like, I don't want to compare Silk to Ghost Stadium, because that's not fair, they both do great things, but just, I'm a fan of this team format, do you feel like the team format, uh, which, which one do you think is more competitive at the current state? Is it, for you, uh, Silk, or are you feeling it more competitive in the team format, um, area? Well, uh, esports, I, uh, I would enjoy in general if uh, Pogo will be turned into esports and we'll be happy with that uh, no matter what. But, like in Sylph, I barely see myself like playing alone. I'm often practicing with my mates and discussing movesets, teams, and like. When we play one act cups, also in the showdown, we are like in a call together, and it feels like, uh, of course, I'm playing on my own and doing my decisions, but it's uh, but it feels like that the individual plays are like still kinda included with some teams, and yeah, the team up itself is like nice how it is and Sylph also and yeah as you said it's hard to compare and i don't want to decide i like okay. to enjoy both very yeah, much yeah i maybe put you in a difficult position it, it's it's hard to say because you know maybe maybe there could be uh both formats that, that thrive maybe there could be a team format and the individual format as well and it can work simultaneously um we actually have that in a way with like gym breakers. It's like a Sylph, but you have um, it's based based on national on national team pretty much. You have like eight players per national team, mm -hmm. and they compete against each other uh, based on Sylph matters. So you have like a team of eight, and it's like the individual performance, but uh, you have to work as a team uh, to like also build your teams and uh, to talk over the matchups if you're uh, teammates, etc. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That that sounds that sounds amazing. Um 
Yeah, I I have some thoughts on this uh, myself as well, but I want to I wanna feature you guys. This is about you guys. You guys are the champs. And if you guys want to check me out, I'll be on the, the Ghost Stadium podcast with JR Honda later. But yeah, um, I just want to congratulate you guys once again. Um, I'm excited to see you guys in the world championship. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, which stage you get in, who you'll be playing, and I wish you the best of luck. Uh, thank you all for joining me so much. Yeah, thank you too. Right, thanks for thanks having for us. Having us. And, and before we go, do you guys have any? I don't know if you guys have any shout outs, anything you want to plug. Uh, the the floor is yours. I just want to give a quick shout out to um, our former members, uh, Big ML and Max Three O Eleven, because they've been like, like they've been like a big part of the way so far. And also, I want to like uh, give a shout out to my previous teammates, Sandra Zayanen and Squidditor Sixty Seven. So they have been my teammates for like the first two team ups I've played, and we've also like reached uh, third place. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Good run. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, any anyone else? Any 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 other quick shout outs or plugs? Yeah, yeah. From me, shout out to my then. mom, just because she doesn't understand. <laughs> 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 shout out to the moms uh um yeah rob go ahead from uh myself and leandro probably to our former teammates Lenny and yeah all <laughs> awesome guys sadly they couldn't join so we found this team yeah 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 be, be before, be, before we were on the team called anti-metapods because mm. uh, metapod is the favorite uh, pokemon from Lenny and therefore yeah just call it anti-metapods because it's kind of funny. <laughs> and um, like Rob and I, um, as well as Lenny and Ursula Regina or Hannes are from the same area. We live like around 30, 40 kilometers, kilometers away from each other. So we just had pretty much a rather lo a local uh, group uh, for the team up. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, love when locals get together. Too, f too, too bad you guys are too local, so you can't be 100 kilometers to get those XL candies. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, pleasure uh, pleasure to be with you all today. And once again, congratulations and best of luck in uh, the Go Team Up Worlds. Thank you so much. And, Thank yeah, you. thanks again for having us. Absolutely. All right, everybody, uh, that's it. That's the interview for the Go Team Up number six, Champions Grotesque Sausages, and we'll see you all sometime soon. All right. Well, thank you, Butters, for that wonderful interview with our Go Team Up six winners, the Grotesque Sausages. Congratulations to them again for taking home the victory, and best of luck in the World Championships for Go Team Up before we start our official season, which I know the name of, but I can't tell you yet. We have our own team league uh, that has been prepared. We've been working on it for a long time now. Um, so um, we've got a lot of new things that are going to be coming out very, very soon. So including uh, this new team league uh, that will be uh, sort of taking over for Go Team Up. Uh, you know, Go Team Up was really an initiative, and then we started having the tournaments, and now we're on Go Team Up 6 and the Go Team Up World Championships. Uh, so we've got a, an official name uh, that will be released uh, at a later date. But something even more spicy to talk about today is Niantic just announced that they are going to have some mischief going around on April Fool's Day 
including cutting in half the GBL switch timer. Not only GBL switch timer, but trainer battle switch timer will be cut in half. And I can't think of a better place to talk about that than the speculation station. We're back, buddy. It's your first time in the station. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love the, that sweet whisper at the end. I'm, I'm happy to be in the station. I've been waiting for this station the entire podcast. Okay, so Niantic recently released an announcement. And by recently, I mean today. Um, we knew about this, um, and we've been kind of uh, talking about it and just thinking about uh, how this is going to affect things. Um, and I, I just full disclosure, I've kind of already asked our contacts at Niantic if this could potentially be a test for a permanent change in the future and they were unable to answer right now. So I'm going to speculate as to what that might mean. Um, so what are your initial thoughts? Let's, let's start with, okay, we know that they're only doing this for one day as of right now on April 1st. So what are we going to see in GBL, for instance, with the switch timer cut in half? What are you most excited about either being able to do or being or seeing in sort of additional strategy play with the switch timer being cut in half? Yeah, well, well first first off, fantastic change. I mean, we could get into the battles and it, it, I might feel a little differently down the road, but as of right now, I think it's so good for the health of the game because one of the biggest issues in the game is being stuck in a negative matchup a rock paper scissor matchup you're stuck with an alteria into a basket on that's awful no one wants to be there it's pretty uh it's pretty uninteractive uh it's it's just so one-sided and there's nothing you can do to help the rest of your team you're just stuck you're stuck in this thing and uh we already see in competitive play when you play Sylph with a condensed meta where there's maybe four picks that are the strongest of that meta and you get to the top players of every tourney and they all have those four picks. So what is it? Is it going to just be rock, paper, scissors? And you see the best players, they manipulate their switch timer to try to catch moves, to try to do their best to wiggle their way out of rock, paper, scissor matchup. And what is better to get yourself out of rock, paper, scissors matchup than just having the switch timer. Just cut it in half. Just be able to make more swaps more often, have more ways to get out of this RPS and get more uh, winning plays. Reaction-based, timing-based, skill-based, knowledge-based moves that will help you win is good for the game. So I am thrilled with this change. And the thing that I might expect day one, maybe people are just going to be running things that buff and debuff you. Like, just run a bunch of stuff that, like, wild charges, and you get debuffed, but who cares? You're out. Like, you're just, you just, you just use wild charge, you're out. I'm off to my next wild charge, or overheat, or things like that. That could be something that you're um, going to be doing day one. And one thing that people can't do against you as much is, like, acid spray you, octazooka you, 
Man, how much do you hate being Octazooka'd by Kingdra, and that's the reason you lose a whole game, because they safe off Kingdra, you lost the coin flip Octazooka, and now you lost swap advantage. But if you have half the swap uh, switch counter uh, cooldown, then you could just get out of that Octazooka. Uh, I, think, I think it's fantastic for the health of the game. Maybe also one thing that I think people might start with is lower energy moves. And the reason lower energy moves are good for switch timers is because if you're throwing a lower energy move like a body slam, then your timer while you're throwing the move is still going. And then you get to that next body slam really quick, your timer is still going. So by the time you've thrown like two body slams, it might be like 30 seconds already uh, with the licks or whatever if you're running like a Snorlax. And then you could just get out again. So you can really take advantage of these timers Um so I'm I'm stoked for this. How are, how are you feeling about this? I'm really excited about this too. I think it's it's nothing but a great change. Um, again, you know this is only going to be one day, but you know we're speculating that this could possibly be a test for a future permanent change. We'll definitely do some feedback gathering uh, to try and you know pass that info along to Niantic to let them know what the community feels about this. I, I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of the buff debuff moves are going to come into play. People manipulating things like wild charge or uh, maybe some spice like Victini sees a rise in play with V create uh, with such a powerful move, or you see people using uh, baiting with things like power up punch or even body slam or weather ball, and then being able to store up so much energy swap out and have multiple moves stored in the back. Uh, I, I'm going to say this now because, uh, and I will, even if our, if our finance manager, Nikki, uh, doesn't approve this giveaway, I will cover it out of my own pocket. I want to issue a challenge. I want to see who can get the most catched moves on April 1st in a GBL <laughs> match, who can catch the most moves? It doesn't have to be, you know, a catch on, you know, catching a, a thunder punch on a Bastiodon or something like that. I just want to see who can catch moves the best on switch timer and see who can get the most. If we have a tie, it'll be the first person to submit uh, that'll get the, the gift card. But I'm ponying up 50 bucks I want to see. Oh my goodness! I want to see who can get the most switches on April first. Now, if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, this will have already occurred on Thursday, so we'll announce it. So, congrats to whoever wins. Uh, we'll announce this tomorrow uh, on the thirty-first on Wednesday, so that people can be aware uh, and can can try and shoot for that if they want to participate. But I really think this could like Butters was saying, really motivate people to bring more strategic play into their matchups versus just that RPS kind of rock, paper, scissors, meta swapping back and forth, ABB line, you know, seeing a lot of the same play. Um, so I definitely want to see how this impacts. The other thing that I've been really thinking about a lot is we confirmed with Niantic that this will not only affect GBL, but it will also affect regular trainer battles. And that means it affects specialty cups like the Prismatic Cup and Silph Arena. It affects team competitions like Go Team Up or Silph Factions. So how do you think? We haven't heard from Silph yet as of right now. I imagine we will because they have the same information we do um, and we communicate on a regular basis. So 
what are your thoughts? What do you think? Is this a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Does it change how they should approach tournaments? Are they going to, you know, just not allow people to wait tournaments while this is in effect? What, what are your, what are your thoughts? My thought, let them play, like let people wait their tournaments, let them do whatever they want. If this is something that we truly want as a change, we need to test it at the highest levels. Like if we want to test it in Sylph, if we want to test it uh, in a go team up, uh, if we want to test it in like a mega tournament, like I'm all in for like testing it, waiting it, making it matter. And if, if you don't, if you're like a little, if you care about your rank and you're a little worried about like, maybe this will be a gimmicky day, you never know what's going to happen. Could be crazy. That's fine. You don't need to compete in it. But uh, I know if I was competing in one, I would love to do it. I would love to have this opportunity to try to make my own strategies, make uh, different plays than I've done in the past and let the best players try this out really try it out at a high level and see what they think so i would encourage not only Silferina to let people weigh tournaments but to actually schedule something with top players and let them play it out um is what i would encourage i know there's not much time before it happened it just got announced maybe that won't happen but i think it would be great for the game and to backtrack to our previous point one thing that makes me a little upset sometimes in the game is when matchups matter more than your resources or like your strategy at all. So like say your resources are your shield in shields in your energy. Say you, you won the lead. They say swap a Pokemon. You swap the match that they just use both their shields and you use zero. And so you're, you're probably thinking, Heck yeah, they got zero shields, 2v2. But at that point, sometimes the matchups are more impactful than your resources. And if you're just walled in an Altarian into a Bastion, it doesn't matter if you're two shields ahead. And I feel like that's bad for the game. So if this switch timer can make resources more valuable than matchups, I think it's fantastic for the game. So I say let them play. Let them test it, weigh everything. Let's see how it goes. You know, when they talk about PvP and why it's so much different in Pokemon Go than in main series games where it's strictly turn-based, which, you know, albeit Pokemon Go is still turn-based. However, it's real time. Um, There's no waiting on your opponent to select and things like that. You have to make decisions uh, you know, very quickly. And so what better than speeding that up even more and allowing switches to happen, you know, every 30 seconds. I think this is great news for competitive plays, great news for uh, seeing things happen. Could it cause more bugs because you have more actions taking place? I don't know. You know, they took GBL down today uh, on Tuesday for some server maintenance. So maybe they're preparing. Uh, we know that they, they're aware of the issues. We know that they're working on it. And, you know, they've they've got some dedicated support for the Go Battle League and competitive areas of this. And we know that they want to continue improving that. So uh, I'm excited to see how this is going to affect uh, GBL, Sylph, and all competitive play. So... I really cannot wait to see how this uh, this sort of spans out uh, later this week. So, Butters, we did it. 
we made an episode of Stadium Cast. How do you feel? That I feel great. That was fun. I I, I was I was very happy at Speculation Station, and uh, yeah, that that was that was great fun. Uh, thanks for having me. And I know as we're transitioning forward, uh, I it looks like I'll be taking the reins of the show. So you know I could Speculation Station a little more often if I want, or uh, take it in different directions. But um, really a fan of you and fan of AJ as well. So I just wanted to shout out you two again, and I'm sure you're going to be back um, at some point uh, at least. But uh, yeah, just thanks for having me, inviting me, and giving me this opportunity. This is great fun. I love to talk, so this is great. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, you know, I I definitely... Uh, really enjoyed the podcast format. I've really come to love it. Um, I listen to podcasts all the time. It's really my unwind time. I love listening to people like Lured Up. Um, I love listening to the Tech Meme Ride Home. I'm really big into technology and stuff. So um, I, I really love the podcast format, and I'm really glad that we got someone uh, like yourself to to be able to take this on um, as AJ has moved on. And I think it's it's only going to get better and better from here i'm excited for not only stadium cast for uh pokemon go but everything we have coming in the future um we have some surprises planned for later this week that even mr butters doesn't know about so um please keep in touch uh stay tuned to our social channels and be on the lookout for um I, i keep getting these pings in the server about We've got some security concern that somebody's trying to hack the stadium uh, on April Fool's Day, and I don't know what's going on. So I've got to get over there and check that out. But just just keep a watch and see what happens later this week and see what changes. But um, we are going to have a, a buttery smooth transition into this new uh, age of stadium cast with Tua Butters taking over as lead host. Uh, I will be back as co-host for as long as he'll have me and as long as I'm able to um, without my daughters pulling me away from my work desk. Um, so uh, definitely look forward to that. And thank you all for listening. We will see you guys in the next episode. Yes, I don't care if it's a podcast. We will see you in the next episode. And uh, thank you all again. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe.